Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. National Treasure, The Edge of History, episodes one and two may be over, but we are literally just getting started with our coverage here on Poetry Recaps. My name is Marissa Garza, and joining me on this pod venture through history is the one and only Jessica Sterling. Jessica, how are you? Um, I'm actually Jessita from Hasita. now on. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, this will be fun. I get to call you Jessita all the time. Jessita. Um, yes, I'm here diving through history with you. Uh, you know, I definitely, I don't know. I think between the two of us, I feel like you're going to have to be the one that has the eidetic memory because it's certainly not me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, National Treasure, I hate to break it to you, it's not historically accurate. So, <laughs> oh man, I'm just this whole time come I was out say it. I was basing say. all of my historical knowledge based off of National Treasure this whole time. This whole time. <laughs> Although I do have some, like, this, uh, we'll get into the show, but the show has done a good job of, like, saying things history books do- don't necessarily say sometimes, mm-hmm. and so I'll point those out along the way. But anyway, 
Jess and I, Hasita and I, are here to recap National Treasure Edge of History. We will be doing so once a week for eight episodes, well, seven episodes, because we're combining episodes one mm-hmm. and two this week. And no, you know, we're making it real easy for you to find the treasure of the podcasts because <laughs> you don't have to solve any puzzles, no glyphs, no. no fake FBI people hunting you down. Very, very easy to find us. We're here once a week. We have our own feed, our own feed. It's, Again, yeah, couldn't be easier to locate. Yes. <laughs> Just have to search for National Treasure Posure Recaps wherever you catch your pods. We'll be there. Or if you want to look us up manually, I will even just spell it out for you. Mm-hmm. slash National Treasure. There was some debate because internally we do call the show Natty Treasure. We do love to call it Natty Treasure. And the problem, <laughs> as our uh, as our boss Josh Wiggler said, is how do you how do you spell Natty Treasure? You know, I, there's a J in there somewhere, Sometimes. but it's a question mark of where to throw it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so to be safe, uh, postrecaps.com slash national treasure is where you can find us. Uh, speaking of national treasure, Jess, uh, how into national treasure are you? So, funny thing about that, I did not see national treasure nor national treasure 2 up until probably two years ago, I think. Oh. And the way I watched them for this first time, which I highly recommend, I don't probably everyone here has seen those movies, but if you haven't, we did. So we have our own little, um, like at home drive-in setup where we have a projector and we have a screen. We did like, it was during the summer. We did like an outdoor viewing of this movie. And I felt like it was like much more epic when you're watching it on this like big screen and you have the speakers and I don't know there's something about for these two films having that type of setup that really like plays into like the action of it all they're quite epic in terms of scope and I mean it's Jerry Bruckheimer he's gonna blow things up he's gonna make things big and shiny yes. so yes I I I would recommend the big screen as well. Uh, I, myself, first of all, can you believe the National Treasure, the first movie, came out in 2004? Like, Makes me feel very what? old. <laughs> the <laughs> fact that we had like a starts off in 2001 and then our main character is like 20. Yeah, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> it made me feel so old. Like, uh, 2001 was like yesterday, right? Like, that's how time works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But for me, for National Treasure, as with most Nicolas Cage uh, properties, it's usually my dad finding that, like, mm. Marissa, you have to watch this. And I'm like, do I, though? And then it's like, yes, you yeah. do have to watch it. In this case, because in 2004, where was I in my life? Oh, I was studying to be a history teacher. I so- was going to say, you're a big <laughs> history buff. So I'd be shocked if you hadn't seen these shortly after they came out. So. Yeah. Yeah. So my family was like, you have to watch this. It's Nicolas Cage. So I watched it and I was like, this is the most ridiculous thing, but I'm yeah. also compelled. <laughs> like- no, because it's like, we're going to steal the national, the direct declaration of independence. Yeah. And you're like, I'm so what? what? And then the second one, it's like, I'm going to kidnap the president. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> those movies are ridiculous in the best way though like (laughs) they're absolutely outrageous but i think if you don't have nicholas cage it it, it's not as it's not as good if you don't have nicholas cage in those films because he leans in to the ridiculousness in a way that i don't know that a ton of other actors can pull off i mean if brad pitt were gonna say or george clooney even were to say i'm going to steal the declaration of independence i would laugh in their face nicholas cage it'd be like maybe I could you see it. Put, you yeah. have, like this seems like a thought you'd have. 
exactly um so yeah and it's funny because when we're looking at how those movies because this is obviously national treasure edge of history it is a branch off of that series of movies um and when we're looking at it it is interesting to see that after two episodes not a ton of connective tissue beyond um like a couple of stars that are in the show or will be in the show that haven't showed up yet in sandusky um but like beyond that there's not a ton that connects the film to the tv series yeah as of these two episodes i you know you could have told me i'm watching some other show like i don't really there's not a a strong connection between the the two other than the freemasons which is a whole i mean what isn't connected to the freemasons at this point (laughs) so yeah um you know it'll be interesting to see if it gets ramped up or if they're trying to like reestablish I don't know I I, we'll have to see how the series ends because as of these two episodes I don't know if this is strong enough to be reestablishing the franchise no I think like just broad broad strokes thoughts for anybody who maybe like didn't watch the episode we're not spoiling anything like yet yet but this is just like my overall general opinions through the first two episodes that we're covering here it felt like Because with National Treasure, it can get kind of cheesy. It can get very, like, unbelievable, right? You have to suspend your, like, disbelief to a certain extent to enjoy the the movies. Um, And with the show, I did feel uh, like it was very cheesy. You do have to suspend your disbelief. But add on to that the fact that it feels like uh, a show for teenagers. That's how I felt. Um, And so... I would warn people, like, if you're just checking out, checking out this podcast, having not watched the episodes, just know that that's what you're getting into, that you're getting into a show that feels a bit, um, I don't know, obvious. Like, I don't want to say simple, but it does kind of feel simple in, like, the the dialogue feels very simple, very straightforward. This isn't a this isn't a lost. This isn't an eighteen ninety nine. You know, like we're solving simple mysteries. This here. isn't even a Wednesday. I mean, I just came out <laughs> yeah. like this isn't even a Wednesday. This is like uh, A B C D uh, with some fun and you know some commentary along the way, which is much like the podcast. That's, yeah. Know. Yeah. So like, I mean, is this is this going to be a mega hit? I certainly don't think so. Um, But I do think there is some fun stuff to discuss. And there are things in this that I personally, I feel if they had like kind of gotten into the nitty gritty of honestly uh jess as a character and her history as like um uh again a a woman of color like i i really appreciate the the small more character focused details i think than i am appreciating the larger story i think jess as a character is actually pretty fascinating but i wish they would spend more time on on her specifically Versus her, and obviously we know this is a treasure hunting show, right? Um, but I want to know more about her and her experiences, and I'm hoping we we do end up getting more of that. Yeah, I agree. I have a lot of questions around um, her and like how all of her friends know her mom. <laughs> like, yes, like, yes. How did that happen? What I was her we, life I like? I hope we some flashbacks because considering we, uh, spoiler alert, uh, we know that her mom died within the past year. Yeah. I, do, I do hope we get some flashbacks with her mom because I'm very fascinated to know a little bit more about uh, how we got from 2001 to current time, like what the in-between of that was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What about you, Marissa? Overall thoughts, two episodes. Overall in. thoughts. Uh, this did feel like it had 
I used to watch this show called Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. I don't know it, or also like it has very like um, what was Wishbone vibes? Yes, like it's, yes, like it's like uh the PBS version of National Treasure. It's it like, holds your hand as it walks yes. you through the mystery. Yes, yes, and not again. Not saying that it's not enjoyable. Not saying that um. You know, it's just not, it, it's a TV show. It's not a movie. It's definitely a different st- step. And I think for a different audience, I mean, um, generationally speaking, I think that the, the movies are a total generation difference. Yes. Then this, this definitely now. feels more like it was made for someone closer to Jess's age. Yes. Um, versus like someone of my more um, wizened <laughs> experience. <laughs> But I will say, I do appreciate, um, and I I have to look at the actual creators. Sometimes it leaned a little bit, um, a little bit like old people were trying to write for the young people at certain points, right? Although I do appreciate those moments. Like, we'll get into it. But Jess's, um, Jess's best friend uh and sure. and her in the bathroom that scene did truly crack me up it was very funny but again that also kind of felt a little bit like oh they're trying to be like we have old people trying to write for Tasha and be like woke you know and I would even wonder if there are white people writing for Tasha at certain points too so we'll get it we'll get into all of that yeah. I think um broad we are going to get into the spoilers now so if you have not watched and don't want to know this is your, your pause point go watch the two episodes come back mm-hmm. if you don't want to watch them and just want to listen to us listen along uh, but we've got two episodes to recap here so we will start off with episode one titled I'm a ghost <laughs> Okay. I didn't really know what to expect when I saw this title. Did you? Yeah. No, not at all. I think it, it's it's very funny how that ends up relating to the episode, the episode yes. title. Um, it did remind me of Nicolas Cage, right? Like, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and I don't know. It's fascinating. I'm a ghost. <laughs> and we start off. Okay. This is, I just got to get this out. There's a title card that comes up. It says 2001. I don't know why they have to use the font papyrus. It really bothers me. It's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It, every single time. It's like Mexico City papyrus. Madrid papyrus. Get off the papyrus. You're freaking Disney. You can invent the whole font. That's yeah. all I have to say. Get some nicer fonts, get Disney. Out. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the show starts off, starts off with like a lot of exposition. <laughs> like It's like, we're going to set this up for you. Basically, Peter Sandusky, who we know from the movies as the FBI agent slash Freemason slash Harvey, Car- Harvey Cartel, um, is calling and leaving a message for someone who I'm assuming is his son at this point. Yeah, it, it felt like it definitely felt like a relative at the yeah. very least. Yeah. He's like, listen. Listen to this when no one else is around because super secret. <laughs> remember the treasure of Montezuma? No, I don't remember, but sure. Was stolen by the conquistadors. Many believed it was a myth at, uh, because Cortez burned everything. So why would it still be there? But the Freemasons have recently found that it, there was an underground network of indigenous women who secreted away Montezuma's treasure. And I was like, that is so nice that one, there's women recognition. Yes. And two, it's indigenous re- recognition of protection of treasure. I mean, I don't know if this is historically accurate. I did not have time to research. 
No, I certainly don't know. (laughs) But we get this like nice shot of like these women holding these cubes, right? These like honestly, they look like game cubes, Um, (laughs) the exact size and shape of a game cube. Yeah. Um, And this is one of the things I will tick in the column of really enjoyed about the show: representation, the diversity of the cast. Yeah. Major, you know, uh, thumbs up for me on that aspect, right? Especially like you said, women of women of color, indigenous women being included. We love to see it. Done. Yes. And there's also in, they zoom in on the boxes. I don't, I mean, okay. A historical artifact could be a box. That's true. Totally yep. true. Uh, but there's one box for every empire, the Inca, the Maya, and the Aztec, and they were relics until now. But they also zoom on this necklace, which is very Moana-esque. It <laughs> is very Moana-esque. It is. Yes. It's like, oh. Um, and uh Peter continues on saying there was a, a band of treasure hunters who were close to finding the treasure in Mexico City. Uh, and this was confirmed by a spy in the group. As of this point, I don't have a good idea who the spy would be. Do you have any ideas? Um, See, I got confused because I thought that her dad was the spy. Oh, so that totally could be the spy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It might be. Jess's dad might be the spy. But again, um, it's not, we, I, I assume we're going to get a lot more information about both her parents throughout yeah. the series. Yeah. They seem like both very, very, very important characters. Uh, speaking of her dad, Justin's dad in 2001 was dressed up as a nun and falling from a ceiling. <laughs> as one does. I was so lost when we saw a nun just like doing, doing really like heisty maneuvers. And he's like, he's going through this church. He finds something in the Virgin Mary statue uh, and I was just, I was like, who is this nun? What? And then it's like a man's face. And I'm like, oh, all right. That makes more sense, I guess. I put in my, my original like shorthand notes, nun falling from ceiling. Not a nun. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. No, oops, not a nun. Not a nun. Uh, it turns out this is a gentleman by the name of Raphael. It turns out to be Justin's dad, we learn later. But all we hear, he's also being chased. All we hear all this time is like, no one ever double crosses Salazar. Salazar is really upset. Who is Candace Salazar? I don't know who Salazar is. I mean, uh, it, we all the only Salazar I know is the, the only one I remember is from Harry Potter, uh, Salazar <laughs> Slytherin. So we know he's a bad guy. Um, only bad guys have the name Salazar, I think. Uh, but yeah, I thought this this action scene was so OTT right away, where there, he's fight, basically fighting with chains. Uh, yes. He's like wrapping the guy's ankle. Where did the chains come from? I don't know. It's a church. They just have chains dangling, I guess. I don't know. I mean, to be fair, I haven't gone to church in a while. I mean, but... I haven't either. But in two, nor was I there in 2001, to be quite honest. I don't know what was going on. Yeah. But he does escape. Luckily, he gets out um, seemingly yes. un- unharmed. He gets out, goes home. Uh, turns out he, this was no, this was noted before. It was like, this Raphael. He has a family. Then we see the family. Yes. And I love how he shows up at his house still in the nun costume. Yeah. Like, if you're trying to hide, like, bro, like, take, <laughs> take off the nun costume. <laughs> yeah. Here's where we get introduced to Jazz or Hasita at this moment. She's the little baby. We find out his wife is like, what is this? Why do you have this? And he's she, like, it seems like she's not involved at all, at least in yeah, this scene. Yeah, yeah. She and she wants like nothing to do with it. She's like, stop, stop fighting for or stop looking yeah. for things. He's like, I don't look for things, I find things. 
And yeah, it was it was very strange because we were given the impression that because this is a, again very tropey. I think the the major con of the show is how many like yes. kind of tropes it falls into of the guy sending away his wife and his children and being like, "Oh, save yourselves! I'll hold them off." Right? Like this is such a common and and I would not be surprised if it turns out her father has been alive this whole time. Yeah, we didn't too. see him die. Yeah. And I'm always like, oh, we didn't see him die. He could be alive. I thought it was like his house. Like, and he didn't. But yeah, I think he's alive. Mm -hmm. I think he's alive. But yeah, she gets away and he's like, oh, here's this name. Uh, You got to go. <laughs> okay, here's this name. You got to go. And then these people come in. And then all of a sudden, like I look down, I'm taking my notes. I look up and there's a man on fire. The okay, <laughs> this I can't. I can't. I laughed out loud, Marissa, when this man who is on fire, fire, like he just lights this guy on fire instantly. The guy's whole back, his whole coat is on fire. This man grabs every curtain in that house. He is just like, you know what? If I'm going to be on fire, I'm going to touch every curtain and get them on fire too. I am earning that paycheck. It is yes. happening. It's so I was laughing at this part because I'm like, why? Why is he running around and touching all the curtains? <laughs> <laughs> Note to self, oh, so if on fire do not touch curtains because <laughs> yeah, the whole house, like, has, the this whole guy house never he never heard of the stop drop and roll no. obviously yeah obviously so uh mom and hasita get away dad stays behind he's like i'll find you later but um mom is not too happy about all of this and she tells uh yeah. just like don't grow up and be like your dad yeah it was really interesting i was kind of surprised that throughout these episodes it seemed like her mother had a real disdain yeah. for her father because it felt to me like it was he was going to be more like a martyr of like oh he sacrificed himself for us but that's not the story that we are told it's like oh he was a thief and a scoundrel yes. basically yes which is talked a little bit about in the rest of this episode or in the next one yeah okay so cut to 21 years later yeah did you think that uh just was really in jail just did you think that just was there did um, you know this was an escape room i didn't i definitely didn't know it was an escape room simply because most escape rooms don't give you costumes to wear that's what i said <laughs> i was like okay um i i honestly had figured they were like in jail for like a night of drinking or something like it felt to me it was a very casual time in jail yes. um, and considering they were kind of in in their own little like they weren't in individual cells they were like grouped together I kind of figured that's what was happening but yeah it turns out this is an escape room um and they're they're supposed to be like trying to escape out of it they get this like screwdriver out in the sink but they're but like right away we know Jess is super smart because she's like no this isn't the right kind of screwdriver which having built Ikea furniture very recently <laughs> I know all about the different types of screwdrivers you need um <laughs> And they're like, no, we need this weight and we need to like tie these blankets together to pull this lever. And it turns out Jess has like a beautiful mind. She totally does. Yeah. I wrote so much math. Like she's just, she's able to look at a wall of hash marks and figure out the code that they need to get out. Never in like, my life would I be able to count those that quickly. She's like, oh, it's three years, this many months and this yeah. many days. And I'm like, girl, how? Yeah. The, in the scene we also are introduced to like her friend group so there's tasha her best friend Oren, who at this moment in the scene is on a break <laughs> from dating tasha miss and me with the boyfriend drama completely miss me with it i could have done without all of that totally. to be honest totally. and i gotta get it teeny bopper show i understand but also i don't care about the boyfriend <laughs> drama 
Well, and then there's Ethan, who's supposedly Jess's best friend, but like. There, it seems uh, from the outside perspective, it very much seems like Ethan is into Jess, but Jess put him in the friend zone because she doesn't want to ruin their friendship, right? That is the vibe we're getting. Again, don't care. And we we all see it coming that there's going to be some kind of love triangle between Ethan and Jess and Sandusky's uh, grandson, Grandson. right? Like, we all know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. And the only other thing we learn is that Oren is obsessed with sneakers, which will come into play later. Yeah, and Oren sucks because Oren gets them disqualified. He goes on his phone before they're out. And I'm like, I would be pissed if, like, they're the only ones to have ever saw this escape room. And he gets on his phone last. You can't wait two seconds, Oren? Yeah, when I saw him on his phone, I was like, it's not over. You have not crossed the line. (laughs) You have to leave. Yeah, and he got in trouble. And I was like, you know what, Oren? I'd be pissed if I was your friend group. Yeah. We they walk outside and did you have trouble placing that the show took place in Louisiana until they said? Well, didn't they didn't they say it as soon as they didn't they say it when they say twenty one years later? Didn't it say? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I was just like, either way, where are we? And then later, we uh, such an interesting location. I feel like this is not a common location for shows to be like having taken place. You know, the only thing I can think of is that Disney had like some sort of contract from winter soldier falcon and winter soldier because they were there <laughs> for part of that Maybe. and they were like let's like show combine i don't yeah. know could be it was very interesting um yeah. i'm not surprised like in terms of geographically it fits that it's in the south yeah i think because you want to be closer to like mexico and that type of stuff but like um yeah kind of a weird location usually it's like oh it's california right like it's yeah, yeah very rarely do we see uh louisiana represented yes uh so we're gonna take out the train or a plane and we're gonna go to spain where the rain falls mainly on the plane <laughs> and we are introduced to um someone who's like pod stalking me apparently truly i think you're obsessed with her marissa <laughs> Catherine zeta jones who really uh she is going to either end of the spectrum this year where she starts off playing um the mom in wednesday right yes yep, and she's wearing all black she has all black hair black dresses right and now she has decided no she is wearing all white with blonde bleach blonde platinum hair and also i don't know if she's deciding what accent to use at this point in the (laughs) journey because one i don't and and i don't mean this like i don't remember what she sounds like in real like i was like really trying to say is this her real accent or is she putting on an accent for the situation i don't know but she's definitely european in this in this character yeah very very interesting um truly have no idea what the deal is uh one of my biggest i would say gripes or con and you know mark in the con column for the show it's very straightforward uh catherine zeta jones's character is like so um disney villain if that makes sense right it's not a complex villain whatsoever i had predicted one of the lines she's gonna say at one point because it was just so straightforward um so i was like okay Catherine zeta jones sure why not we're here (laughs) speaking of straightforward she's in this like empty house she picks up a sledgehammer i'm like oh we're gonna hit something find some things and that's exactly what happens yep she hits a painting behind the painting there's a bunch like a bunch like a plethora of artifacts yeah look for but she doesn't find what she wants uh she gets a phone call and we learn that um the board has been more than patient so i don't really know who she's working for yeah she's obviously well off yeah um, because she basically like bought this house just to like knock down that wall and get the treasures 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, where it's unclear who exactly she works for, but some kind of corporation or something. Yes. Meanwhile, back in Louisiana, Jess is like looking for something. The one thing she told her mom she'd never lose. Um, and this is where we lived that, or learned that she possibly apparently lives with Tasha and Oren at this point. I yeah, didn't I was them to all be roommates. I was a little surprised because I was like, I mean, I understand like her being roommates with Tasha would make a ton of sense. It seems like Oren maybe moved in after they started dating or something, or maybe they were already all three living together and then Tasha and Oren got together. But yeah. I was like, okay, so we have three out of the four. Like, it, I was just like, oh, so Ethan doesn't live here, but the other three do. Okay, sure. Why not? Um, yeah. And very, very common. It's like, oh my gosh, landlord is raising the rent. And, but then also like, let's reminisce about your mom apparently that we all know i was yeah like, so yeah because she the thing she was looking for was like the empanada recipe Correct. which ethan had um and we find out it's been a year since her mom died yep. which i was honestly surprised i thought her mom would be like included in this story a lot and so i was like oh okay and so you kind of feel bad for her she's an orphan you know and i mean to for what we know right. um she's an orphan and it's like yeah and it sucks because um it seems like (laughs) we'll talk about her job in a second but uh she's kind of left in a really tough position where uh it doesn't seem like any one of them tasha Orin or jess have a ton of money and so um a lot of the time i was like where do these people work like do they work well and they have like the largest apartment like, oh, it's it, massive, and it's, I don't know anything about the real estate industry in Louisiana. No, but, uh, but still, it's but like it's, it's like it's so huge. I think you know Tasha is like an influencer, of? but that's it. What? Like, oh, yeah, we do know Tasha is an influencer. It reminds me of the apartment in um, New, Girl. New Girl, like very like lofty. You yes. know, yes, very open floor plan, but then some yes. bedrooms, things like that. Yeah. yeah. So while Tasha's an influencer, uh, Jess works at the public storage place. <laughs> Which I thought was an interesting job. Very interesting job. Although I will say I've seen a lot. I used to watch that show, the storage. What is it? Storage hunters or whatever that one is. Yeah. 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 Um, this seemed weird to me. So the, the manager is like, Oh, there's an abandoned unit belonging to I'm a phasma, which again, reads like the most made up name in the entire freaking world. And He's like, well, you have to solve who owns this unit. And I'm like, isn't it usually a case where they auction off stuff after a while of not being paid? I'm like, why does he care who owns the unit if they haven't paid? I think this is like the last, the last cause before that stuff is like, let's give it it one goal college try. Yeah. He's like, oh, and if you, if you solve this, you could be assistant manager because apparently that's something like she really, she's like, oh, I need a raise because my rent is going up, whatever. And she is, this is where we kind of find out even, you know, after the whole escape room thing that she is like professional uh, puzzle solver. Yeah. She wants to solve puzzles for the FBI, which I will have some things to say about later in this episode, but um, that's like, she really, she really loves solving puzzles and she wants to work for the FBI. She wants to help people out. She takes this on. She's like already spotting a bunch of stuff in the uh, storage unit. She uh, sees the Freemason symbol and um, figures. And if she, like you said, if she figures this out, she can get the promotion. And then yeah. we finally get the credits. What did you? Okay. <laughs> you wrote this in your notes. Literally had the same thought. I was like, 
did they take the audio from Game of Thrones and just adjust it? And it like, not only that, but like the, first of all, the sound, the music is very similar. And yes. we're also following a map. Yes. Um, it does change a little bit later on where it gets like um very grand, I guess is how I would describe it. But yeah, I'm like, okay, I see you, Disney. I see you. <laughs> it was like, let's take the Game of Thrones theme, put it through some Spanish guitar and mix it up a little bit and then yes. do the whole thing. I was like, yeah, okay. All right. I don't know. But I think I need a few the- more episodes. I, I did watch it for the second episode as well, just to kind of absorb it more. Yeah. Um, I, I like the visuals of it, but it, it feels a little bit like a cop out. Um, like you're like trying to piggyback off of like House of the Dragons f- like success at yes. this point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, their credits. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, we also learned that Orin and Tasha have broke up, Jess. They are no longer together. They're no longer on a break. Ugh. They have broken up. And Tasha says, dating your best friend is like listening to your favorite song until you're sick of it. And I was like, I don't know. I, mean, I don't think you have a very good relationship if that's how you yes, feel about it. <laughs> yes. I was like, is that not, that's like not the point here. Yeah. I don't know what to call myself, but I've only ever dated people I've been friends with first. So yeah. like I pretty much disagree with everything tasha said but that sucks because you kind of like are ruining your friendship when you you know but yeah. eh, whatever <laughs> i wasn't tied to this relationship anyway so I know. I'm fine I was like it. oh they're done and um chess takes she's like okay i have this burial flag this is this is how it goes i i, I can't with this that she writes so she's like oh there are twenty thousand freemasons in louisiana and oh. then tell me why they needed to unfold the flag it's to big, know it was a burial a, flag a big flag it's a big flag I know, but like anytime they fold one into a triangle, that always is a burial flag, isn't it? I mean, you can tr- you can fold any flag. Like in Girl Scouts, I would fold flags into triangles. Oh, okay. But- I just thought in my mind, I always associate those triangle oh, flags yes. with burial flags. So I'm I, like, I don't understand yeah. how unfolding it is going to help you come to that realization. And I love how the only she only took like she took it with her. Like she took nothing else. She's just like, oh, this flag. Yeah. And it was like it was like Freemasons flag veteran. Jackson Dusky, Peterson Dusky, done. I don't know. She, the first Google search, and she gets this. And I'm like, this is so, I can't with this. <laughs> so unrealistic. I was so upset. I was so upset at how quickly she got the answer to this question. I was like, okay, well, that was a fun two second mystery to solve. Yeah. Yeah. She takes this information. She's very bold. She's just like, okay. Yeah, I'm just going to so go to this guy's house. I'm just going to go to Peter's house. And we find out that Peter, uh, apparently, because it's been so long, it's like 2004, 2007, last time we saw him, uh, yeah. is not in good shape. He, ha- he has a nurse. They are calling him paranoid and delusional. Yeah, they say Uh-oh. he has dementia. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, he he might not rec- you know, he might not even know who you are, or you know, he's not gonna know he's a little bit paranoid. He thinks that like everyone's out to get him, the FBI are like following him. Um, and she yeah, she's very bold, right? She just like goes on in. Uh and and I, I I don't know what to think about this again because we don't we don't see a ton of Sandusky before. Spoiler alert, he's dead, and yeah. so it's a bit like I don't understand. Was he actually did he actually have dementia? Because we never saw any signs of that in our like watching of the show. It makes me think if he is actually dead. 
Oh, see, I assume uh, that's true. He could not be. That's true. He could be in hiding. We saw he has all these little tricky bookcases. Who's to say there isn't a panic room in there? (laughs) I don't know. You know, like both could be true. He could be, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, hey, look, it's Peter walking down the street. I don't know. Yep. Um, so she just walks in. She's like, I know who you are from this flag. Pay your rent on the thing, on the storage unit or everything's going to be sold. And he's like, you're an impressive puzzle solver. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is so interesting. Um, he like it. So he, they talk about this is where they pl- do a little bit of a, um, a little setup for later mm-hmm. where we find out she really wants to be a, a part of the FBI, which again, uh, a little bit odd considering uh, we'll talk a little bit later about Tasha and her conversation about the FBI in, in general and, and Tasha's issues with the FBI. Um, but she really wants to be part of the FBI, but she can't do that until she is a citizen. And yeah. this was the storyline that I hope they do expand on and that we learn more about. Um, I, I just find it, more i think it's fascinating again um getting that i grew up on very like whitewashed television i appreciate this kind of storyline in our show especially when it is such a history show um i i appreciated this little tidbit and i do hope we get a lot more of it yeah one of the things that i have observed by growing up in an immigrant household is there's so much sacrifice to come to the united states and then even though the United States might not treat you the way you think yes. people should be treated. It's the land of dreams, um, right? Yeah. yeah. There's still this massive dedication to serve. And there's this massive dedication to learn. My dad knows more about history than I do. And I went to college and paid for my education. And he just like absorbed it by being, yeah. you know, an immigrant uh, of the country. So this was interesting to me because I said, of course, of course, you want to work for the FBI. Of course, you want to go into um, law enforcement, which it'll be interesting to see if Jess can examine her relationship with law enforcement, given, as you mentioned, Tasha's um, views on law enforcement going yes. forward. And I, I would like for that to be challenged. Same. I really hope they expand on that storyline because I appreciated that we did have the character of Tasha to be like, uh, exactly what you're saying is my nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> and I appreciated that we got that because not every show would do something like that. Yes. And I also appreciate the fact that just said Texas used to be part of Mexico and no one ever really ever says that or remembers that. So yeah. I just want to say way to go, Disney, for putting that's Nailed that's it. like some historical context that you get that you might not get in a history book. Yeah. Uh, OK, so Jess is talking to Peter. Peter notices the necklace and he uh, like automatically knows exactly what this is. Um, uh, this guy has great eyes, right? Like maybe yeah. he has dementia, but he could spot that relic from a mile away. Yeah. And he's just like, so yeah, he immediately gloms on to this and asks about like her past and her parents. And we find out, this is where we find out like, oh no, my mom called my dad like a thief and a scoundrel. Yeah. And immediately Sandusky is just like, what if everything that you know about your dad is a lie? Um, like, we're like, what? what? <laughs> like, how do you know my dad? Like, she's like, what? How do you know this? Yeah. And he's like, don't forget, this country was founded by criminals. I know. I was like, <laughs> and I'm like, sure was. <laughs> hey, you remember Columbus Day? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that sentence right there could be a whole college course. 
yes. in terms of unpacking it all. But yeah, again, so like this little scene was just like a bunch of surprising. This is where I could see people calling this like a woke national treasure because we exactly. are telling the truth. <laughs> we're not gl- we're not glorifying the United States yes. in the way that a lot of movies and television does and uh, National Treasure to an extent as well. Yeah. And I, I, I appreciated that. I did appreciate that they're addressing uh, that the ness right all of yes. that um and even even if it was a bit confusing as to like what he was even trying to say to jess besides basically like what you know about your father might not be true is the gist of what yeah. we learned yeah so peter's like interrogating her what do you know about this treasure and he's like this, he tells him the whole story of the treasure yeah. and the relics and everything uh but he believes that jess is also here to protect the treasure because she has the necklace and then we learn about his secret bookshelf yeah so he within minutes of meeting her like i it, it must have been like the necklace was enough for him to like be like oh she must be here to protect the treasure yeah i can and trust so her this poor old man is like climbing this ladder and she's like no please <laughs> and he's like you know pulling on books and pushing on books and all this stuff uh and he's just like oh here's my clue i don't have a lot of time if i die the secret would die with me so don't trust anyone but take this and it's an envelope and it says liam and she's like and so she thinking he has dementia which i feel like by now she should have been like he seems very lucid to me um she's like oh no i'm not your grandson <laughs> I was like, I think he knows that, Jess. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Give the guy a little credit. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so Jess is given this letter to Liam as a as a clue. But she like does she does, she gets it, but she like doesn't take it. It's like slipped in her bag later. But yeah, she point, refuses the letter because she thinks I'm like, just go find Liam. Like yeah, you're a like, professional person hunter at this point, aren't you? Or a you know, detective, you could find him. <laughs> professional person hunter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not in an assassin type of way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Assassin type of way. <laughs> Cut to Evil Jet, where uh Catherine Zeta Jones, we are we learn the only thing to take from this is that we learn that she's spying on Justin Peter. Yep. But uh the, the jet is also very evil. It is. I just, very Fancy evil. jet. Then there's the whole debate on who's gonna if we should open the letter, not open the letter. Tasha wants to open it just so she much. She wants to open it on her stream. I'm like, girl, stop. Come on, come. And this is the part where I really felt like it was adults writing for um for young a young audience. Cause she's like, Oh, I'm gonna go open it on stream. Like it was very like uh old people trying to talk about influencers. You oh, know? yeah. There's another part where Tasha says, Do you wanna make money off of a TikTok dance? And I was like, You don't know. You don't yeah. know how it works. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> but yeah, Jess is like not interested in in opening this up at all. Um, she wants to find she wants to find Liam. That is until we get the piece of information that Peter uh foreshadowed his own death by saying, if I die, cut to he dies. Uh and automatically the fbi the fbi in quotes is on the yep. scene, uh clearing out the storage unit, wants to talk to Jess because they think that he was in in touch with the state secret i just want to say i've never seen the fbi move so fast on sta- state state secret being held at someone's <laughs> house that's all i'm going to say about that and then the boss the the um the fbi agents have learned from the boss that uh just is undocumented and she's part of daca so just a little educational moment for those of you who might not be uh aware of what daca is daca stands for deferred action of childhood arrivals and it basically gives protection to people who are brought here um 
or born here or who were brought here from um, deportation. So it gives undocumented immigrants protections from deportation and a work permit. And I just have to say, uh, this is not just like a golden ticket. You have to document, even though you might not have documents, you have to document pretty much everything. There's a lot of stringent things that you have to do. And it's only yeah. under certain conditions that this is granted. And these people were uh, promised a path to citizenship that's still very much up for debate. So there is a group of people who ha who were awarded this privilege um, at a very specific point in time. And so they are now of age where they're starting to be able to get things like voting rights and being able to buy things like houses and cars and, and stuff. So there, it, you're going to see a lot more about this in the news, but um, it's like Jess is not, she's not a citizen, but she has rights. Right. And I, I like that they, again, I love this and this being a part of the show in general. Um, and I like that because we, she does talk about it a bit where she says, I can't work for the FBI until I'm a citizen. Yeah. And also like, there is this fear, um, especially with Tasha specifically, where she's just like, you're not a citizen. Like this could get you on the FBI's radar in a very, very negative way. Yeah. And it will follow you and it could threaten your ability to become a citizen. And I like that that was mentioned. I felt like that was a really important thing to mention on the show because it's really real. Like that is a real thing that could happen. Yeah. Um, and it made me wonder, and I don't know if you know this, Marissa, but like, does DACA affect, I know she can't work for the FBI without being a citizen, but are, is there limitations on what types of jobs you could have? Because yeah. I was wondering, why is she working? She is a super intelligent. Why is she working at the storage unit place? You know what I mean? Yeah, because uh, I don't know if you notice whenever you apply for a job, there's that, are you a citizen of the United yes. States? Yes or no. And while you cannot necessarily... I mean, some jobs you can be denied, like working for the FBI, but then it's up to the employer's discretion gotcha. as to like okay. finding. It really could limit you in yes. that way. And so that makes a lot more sense because I'm like, this girl is way too smart to be working here, right? Like she could yes. be, she is a freaking puzzle, like maniac. <laughs> like she could have such a great job, but she's super intelligent. Um, but yeah, it is very interesting because they're like, listen, I could put a good word in for you at the FBI mm -hmm. um, and, or we could make things really difficult for you. And we're like, uh oh, you know, that's not very good. Yeah, I think during this time, Jess figures out that these are not the true FBI. Yeah, she's very smart. But um, meanwhile, we we as the audience learn that they were they were not. They were hired by Catherine Zeta Jones, who we don't know her name yet in the show, but her name is Billy. I put her in the notes as K KZJ. Works for me. <laughs> <laughs> but her name is Billy. She has like a bunch of different other artifacts, including the sort of quartet Cortez, which again I appreciated. Just another truth nugget where someone says the sword that took down any whole civilization. She's like, no, it was smallpox, really, that did that. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. just like majestic myth. It yeah. was uh, a communicable disease. <laughs> That's how that happened. Um, so we know she collects things. We know she's got the hire, um, the FBI in quotes hired for her. But she also says, like, let's not underestimate Jess. She she knows she's maybe got a bit of a challenge on her hands here. Yeah, this is interesting to me that we have the villain who like immediately is like, I don't know, watch out for that girl. She seems smarter than you all seem to think she is. Yeah. Um, and they're like, she's like, you have to get that letter because when the FBI was talking or the quote unquote FBI was talking to Jess, they were like, do you have the letter? And she's like, I, she doesn't lie. She says, I did not take the letter. 
Uh, and she didn't, it was slipped into her bag. Um, but, uh, yeah. So Billy is immediately like, I don't know, you gotta, you gotta get that away from her. And this next conversation was among my favorites, um, of the, of the episode between, um, Jess and Tasha, where Jess is like, Mm -hmm. no, they definitely weren't real FBI because their badges were signed by the president. Not the, um, attorney general, which just knew like, who knows she just, these things? She knows these things. Yeah. And they're like, who, okay, well, who were they? And she's like, they were probably treasure hunters. You know, your mind goes from fake FBI agents. I mean, I guess in this case, but I was like, when you have like, a, I guess when you have a storage unit full of like old, uh, like Freemason, like treasures, I guess you would assume that, but they're like, <laughs> okay, well we have to open the letter at this yes. point. It's time to open the letter with which the letter was at home. They get there. And everything is all a mess. They think that the letter was stolen, uh, but it just turns out that Orin was moving out and, ha- and took the box with the letter in it. And so yeah, because the is safe. like they did such a terrible job. If they were trying to make this look like a robbery, they should have taken like the laptop and the Xbox and all of that. I don't yeah. know if that was their intention, but it was yeah. a bit silly. Um, and then, of course, we get them opening the letter and it ends up being a photo of Sandusky and his family. And on the back of it is like a letter to Liam um, that says, there's no greater treasure than time. Hope you, hope you can find it in your heart to forgive me. And of course, we all know right away. We're like, obviously, the photo is the clue. Come on. Okay. Are any letters like capitalized? Are they written? Like, is there some invisible ink? Like, yeah. what is the thing? But it was really like the photos, the photos, the clue. Yeah. And as soon as we see cute little Liam on that at that bar, we're like, Love interest city, baby. Here we well, are. I mean, he's even teed up because they find him online, and Tasha's like, Oh, he's cute. And then and they walk a in musician. the position. Come on, they walk into the bar, and she's like, You know, you could start dating again. I was like, Oh boy, they're really laying it on. Like, we can we can drop, but they're really well, they're laying it on so thick because when they get to this bar, Liam is on stage and, and Jess is like, Oh my God, he's like such a good musician. And I'm like, yeah, he's fine, girl. Like he's, he's okay. He's fine. Don't worry about it. But like, she goes to like, walk up to him and there is her, her friend, you know, whatever Ethan there with a girl. And they're like, Oh oh my gosh, he's with Nina. And I'm like, who the hell is Nina? Nobody knows. Jess doesn't even know who Nina is. I mean, she knows of Nina, but they didn't. She didn't know that they've been like, oh, like he, dating for so he long. He didn't tell me about her. Oh, we can't let him see me. And I'm like, all right, Disney. Like, I understand you're setting up a love triangle. Don't me. Don't hit me over the face with it, please. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but she like walks up to me. Like, I really liked your song. Like, like not even just like I really liked your song. She's like, I really liked your song. <laughs> She's like, she's like playing into it. I, I think I know who you walked away from. I'm like, what are you doing? Are you hitting it's on him so like right awkward. now? Like, yeah, and she's like, on? your grandpa. And it's it's so awkward. And then she's like, here, he left you this for you. And he's like, you opened it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair point, Liam. Fair yeah. point. It clearly says Liam on the envelope, Jess. Come on. But yeah, he very much, and we we don't know a ton, but like he's very much like, no, I don't, I'm not interested at all. Like yeah. I don't associate with my grandfather. I don't want, I don't have any interest in any of this. So just like, fine, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go home, take the letter and throw everything out. She takes the whole, the whole box and she throws it out. And then she like looks at the photo one more time and you know, she's going to not give this up a hundred percent. So she looks at the photo. She knows 
She just knows that this gavel has to have something to do with the Masonic Lodge that the picture was. I honestly, I got to be 100% honest. I did not think that that photo was taken in the Masonic Lodge. I thought it was a church. I didn't know anything about that, but just did. Yeah. And not to mention the gavel looked like a meat tenderizer. 100%. It really did. <laughs> it looks like just like the meat tenderizer I have in my kitchen. <laughs> and so they like her and her and Tasha are going to go to this Masonic Lodge um, and they're on the bus. And I, I did like this move of just like pretending yeah. to take a selfie and like seeing that, OK, we're being followed by the fake feds. OK, so they stop the bus and they they're they're losing the feds. They get off the bus. And they start like running around, going through buildings. They go through a restaurant, pretend Tasha is like some famous person, which is a bit silly. Um, and uh, and yeah, so they end up losing the feds, luckily. Yes, they say that Tasha is Abigail Adams from Hamilton, which did not happen. But yeah, was fine. and I love I love just being like she should have been in it though. She should have. She's like one of the first feminists. So good. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, so they get to the temple, they knock on the door, and then this is like talk about ABC situation it's like knock on the door offer the secret live long and, and prosper handshake yes she's like <laughs> i saw it in the photo yeah. oh and i'm like oh i just know that like to watch to walk into this door and then auto automatically she's like gavel altar highlight in the glo- globe open globe oh i found a relic yep i found a gamecube <laughs> this is a fancy gamecube and uh, yeah they noticed on the top of this cube that it matches the symbol on her necklace um and so then right so then um she starts she starts wondering like oh what like what if my dad was involved in all of this and not as bad as my mom always made him seem and so she goes to talk to you her confidant her best friend Mm -hmm. ethan about it and ethan's like yeah you can't do this because of taka which i'm sure is a conversation many best friends have had with people yeah yeah um and yeah so this is ugh, this this whole part this part really <laughs> got me let me tell you she gets a call from freaking billy and billy is just like i want that relic you know like that's mine and apparently i don't know how this even happened but she gets Orin, and she, well, she like to, go had- to like some shoe sneaker sale yeah i don't know how but he did get a text message about a sneaker sale after the escape room. But, like, Billy was not in, like... That's what I'm wondering. I don't know how she got him there. But she's just like, listen, he's he's hostage. And and this is the part where I knew what she was going to say. She's like, and if you go to the police, I'll kill him. And I'm like, cue every bad guy in every movie ever uh, saying that line. And we're like, oh, great. Here we go. We can't go to the cops now. Um, Can we just mention for a moment, though? Yeah, this pop-up sneaker sale is in the middle of a shipping container. What? I mean, what is this? <laughs> what are we doing? I don't. I. It's not my scene. I don't know about sneakers. Literally, but... catch me never going into a creepy storage unit to look at sneakers. Are you kidding? That's what stores are for. What are you doing? Yeah, but again, I watched enough television to know. No, that's a no. Nothing but Orin... ever happens in storage containers. <laughs> Literally nothing ever good. Like, have you seen Dexter? A lot of bad things happening in shipping point. containers in Dexter. Fair. Also, point. The Wire. <laughs> Just so many shows. It's ridiculous. Stay tuned for our shipping container anthology where yes. we walk through bad decisions made by characters in shipping containers. <laughs> and then we get this random scene to to end out the um the episode here in Mexico City again in papyrus font. Um. 
and we see a real jail this time yes. and we hear this man saying salazar is planning another escape but this is on take me with you yeah and i just have to say i do appreciate the use of spanish it's good it's not yeah. like just using english uh so there's a person drawing in a cell the cell has like a bunch of drawings all over the walls but this person is drawing the symbol who do we think this is who's your best guess I mean, I thought it was Salazar. Is it Salazar? Is Salazar actually Jess's dad? Could be. I definitely could see that. I just think Jess's dad is coming back, right? Mom yeah. is pretty much confirmed dead, but yeah. her dad feels like, no, he's around. I think either Sandusky or Jess's dad are secretly alive. I don't know that we could do both. That feels a bit excessive. Fair, fair, fair. It has to be one. <laughs> Who's your money on if you're betting on dad. Dad, Jess's dad? I agree. I think it's more likely, most li more mostly because I feel like Sandusky is like, I'll be there for like one episode, and that's all you got. Oh yeah, for. Harvey. You know? Harvey's like, I'm over this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but that is, and he drew the symbol that is on Jess's necklace, yes. and it's like dun dun dun. That's the end of that episode. <laughs> Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Continuing on our National Treasure adventure, we've got episode two titled The Treasure Map. Very straightforward. <laughs> Very straightforward. Yeah. These titles are not like they're not breaking any boundaries here. Simple titles. And we pick up right where we left off. Oren is realizing he is in trouble. Like, oh my gosh, I'm stuck in a shipping He's container. He's like, I want to go. And one of the fake FBI agents just like, I forget what those things are called. The, the extendable rods. Oh, and yeah. just like trips him. <laughs> falls on his Flat face. on his face. Yeah. yeah we also learned that Billy has hacked Ta Tasha's computer. And let me just tell you, there are points in the show where Tasha's computer is totally running some weird screensaver where it's like she's doing some sort of calculation. Like she's yeah. an influencer. She's not a data scientist. Like I don't, I don't get it, but okay. No, this is, uh, this is such simple, like, oh, I've hacked into your mainframe, like, yeah. right? Like it's, it's so stupid. Um, It like does the like green screeny, like blippy, like staticky thing. Yes. Um, and they're like, okay, well, we have to meet for you to give me the relic, you know, and I'll give you Orin. 
and she wants to meet at the docks and Jess is like, no, I'm not going to the creepy docks. Let's meet at the museum gift shop. <laughs> because she used to work there. I thought the plan was good. Like it was a place. That it was she a good knew. plan. Solid plan. Yes. Um, oh, did you know, I, I looked this up. I was like, what is the USS kid? I had no idea what this I was. I have never heard of this. No. It is a Fletcher class destroyer. I have no idea what that means. That was the first ship in the U.S. Navy to be named after Rear Admiral Isaac C. Kidd, who died on the bridge of the flagship USS Arizona in 1941 at the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. Interesting. That's, I don't know anything. There's a whole thing about it. Yeah. Good God. (laughs) So we've got Orin in trouble. They've decided a meeting place. Tasha now is worried about Orin because, you know, they used to date. Of course, because they're they're not over each other, probably. Yeah. And so she's just like, you have to tell. And Jess is the one who wants to go to the FBI. Yeah. Just. And this is where Tasha says, like, no, you'll get put in the system. And this was the point I really love this conversation where she says, how is your lifelong dream? Yes. My recurring nightmare. I thought this was brilliant. Very. Uh, it made sense for me for Tasha to say this to, to Jess. Yeah. And I think it's something that like um, even for myself a couple years ago, five, ten years ago, I wouldn't have picked up on it. Like if someone said this to me, I'd be like, how can your lifelong dream be my recurring nightmare? It just would have been like, oh. I don't know. But now it's definitely, you know, said for a reason and said for a point. And I like yeah. how they how, how they put it in the context of a friend conversation, but we got so much out of it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and they don't, but neither of them want like they don't want to let Ethan in on this. Yes, no, they gotta keep Ethan in the dark. But they do mm-hmm. decide to go to the FBI. So you know it's national treasure if the FBI is involved. Yeah. Basically. This scene was so silly and I actually kind of liked it um, yeah. because we have Agent Ross who is very new she's very a green FBI agent another yeah. woman which we love to yes. see and um, and so yeah so there's they, they walk in and <laughs> they try to like they're making up these names oh my friend Sam Samuels <laughs> like you didn't plan Junior. this better Sam Samuels Jr. It's so ridiculous to me that they didn't plan this better before walking in because then Tasha says her name is Jane Dovers. <laughs> like, really? And Jess is Jen Lopez. Yeah. Just, Come you know, on. Still Jenny from the block. And then, um, yeah, so basically this new agent gets tricked by them. She thinks she's being pulled a prank, but actually like they're trying to give her some information in the situation. They are. They're trying to say there's like this relic. They drop uh, Jack Sandusky's name and she's like, oh, well, if you're not pranking me, let's go file a report because that'll be official. And they're like, we don't want to file a report. Let's go. Yeah. So they hop back on the bus. This is where, (laughs) again, just figures everything out. She's asking herself, you know, like, how is her dad connected to the relic? So she pulls, she just takes the relic out on the bus and starts. Yeah, figures it out in seconds. Yeah. She's like, oh, this must be a compass. So let me align it with north. Oh, now the dials on thing move. And None then, of this made sense. Then, wait. She's just like, yeah, keep going because this, this is part. ridiculous. This is, okay. So first step one, align the uh, relic with true north then the dials on the relic, relic will move but you gotta line them up right so obviously you have to tell yourself a story it's <laughs> just like what story would this be the sun is shining down on maybe what a rabbit and the rabbit hops where on the ground where does it go a briar patch very specific i was like this is a very and i don't even know if the aztecs 
knew what a briar patch was but anywho bright because there wasn't any in like that's what i'm saying not because they didn't know what it was but uh, yeah goes to the briar patch and then boom everything opens this is the most asinine explanation it made zero sense she might as well have been talking in a different language because i was like what yeah. are you how does this make sense it and and also i have to i have to point out that the way that the visually they do yeah. her solving these puzzles is very psych-esque if anybody yes. watches the show psych where they kind of like highlight things on the screen for you it felt very like psych where she's just like a whiz and she also reminds me of the character from psych jd because it's um he he has this like uh i don't know he just has like a special mind like a beautiful mind where he just sees things he's very observant and so yeah it just like the box immediately comes apart and i'm like sure great okay solved it wonderful well the box not only comes apart and then she's like oh look it's the map (laughs) great (laughs) boom we solved all and i was like nailed it like minute seven of the episode i was like, yeah where yeah we we're doing great yeah <laughs> tasha to her credit takes photos of everything so they can save it so they can like not be attached to this like they don't have to cu- carry the gamecube around as much yes yeah and this is great because they need to give the gamecube to billy so yes um but yeah in the meantime, like they call ethan and ask a question about like whether like someone could be charged for a misdemeanor and then get charged a felony is ethan a lawyer Truly, I don't know what any of these people do for a living except for Jess and Tasha to an extent because we know she like is somewhat of an influencer at least. But I have no clue. Yeah, because it was like they were asking for like his professional opinion. And I was like, I know this from watching crime television. I don't need to like call. But also. Also, the one guy you're trying to keep out of things is the one you're going to call to get this information from. Sure. Okay. Okay. Anyway, they come up with this plan to frame Billy for shoplifting. That's the whole reason for this question. Because right. if she gets framed for shoplifting, then she can be frame or charged with kidnapping. Right, right. Um, and so they get to this gift shop. Um, and okay, well, we can't let Billy see the necklace because obviously we know the necklace is very important. Yes. Um, and <laughs> Tasha with the bathroom scene is absolutely hysterical to me. Um, again uh relatable right to be like the f the patriarchy and like the misogyny of having gendered bathrooms and 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 just like her taking it out all on this guy and he's just like well i didn't i didn't put the bathrooms here (laughs) yeah and i mean i love how she responds she's like oh so it wasn't your decision but you get to ignore how the gender binary has locked us in a patriarchal society and i was like oh i was like go off girl get it gotta keep that one in my back pocket for mm-hmm. for later but yeah like the whole point of her following it was because he's like the security guard and like is like key to Jess's big plan yes yes and so um and so yeah so Jess puts ends up putting the keychain in the box and they so many references to big little lies what, was that? what are we doing here why did they pay you to say these lines like what is going on it was like <laughs> I don't know. This had to be adults writing for kids. Because first of all, like what? I do not believe that Jess was watching Big Little Eyes. Like ever. No, she's what, 21? Yeah. Absolutely not. No. 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 Well, they have Oren there. So it's time to do the handoff. Yeah. Um, And did you you notice who the staff member was? Is it Stingray? Stingray? Oh, no. I didn't notice who the Stingray. I thought it was Stingray from um, Cobra Kai. 
Oh, I haven't watched Cobra yeah. Kai, so it could be Stingray. Who is it? You know who else it is? It is Neil from Community. <gasps> oh, hey. Yeah, so he was there. And I was like, oh, hey, Neil, what you doing? <laughs> he knows a lot about this ship. Yeah, he no, he was, he was very fun. I loved he Neil in this episode. He was great. He was great. Um, Billy is picking up on the fact, though, that because Neil is so great at his job, that maybe Jess has broken the deal. And yeah. but she, because Orin is there, just folds and gives the relic, and she knows it's already planted with the keychain. So it's like my my whole big plan. The sensor goes off when Billy tries to leave, but she slyly passes it off to one of her minion people. people. Yeah. yeah. Um. And this is where we can tell how scared Orin actually was, was because Jess tries to tell like the security guard that Billy kidnapped Orin, and Orin's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't. So he was yeah. like, Yeah. The whole time I was like, Orin, tell the truth. <laughs> tell the truth. You got kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, yeah, this is where we get Billy like, in Big Little Lies, <laughs> did they get away with murder? And I'm like, why are we talking about Big Little Lies? <laughs> It's so it was so shoehorned in in such a weird way. It was like, um, oh yeah, it is definitely something like some someone thought that was cool and it wasn't. Yeah, someone was like, "This is what the kids watch these yes. days." Big little lies. So meanwhile, Liam and his mom are waiting for. I'm assuming the will the the estate. Um, to be uh, you know, determined at this point. His mom is played yeah. by Kathleen York, who I know is Toby's wife from West West Wing. For any West Wingers out there, um, Toby's wife slash ex wife slash mother of children. It's it's complicated, but she's mm-hmm. there. Um, we also like learn that Liam like blames his dad, like blames his grandma for his or grandpa for his dad's death like there's they're not happy it's not a happy family situation he wants to like pick up and leave and move to nashville yeah he wants to go try to make it in nashville with a singing career um but we he finds out he gets the house and he's like oh great i could sell it to like help me move to nashville yeah but it's gonna take two or three years because 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 of so many things, but because of the fact that there's so many freaking things in this house, I think. Yeah, and, and he's just like, oh, great. From the grave, Grandpa's ruining my life. <laughs> and I'm like, God gave you a house, dude. Chill out. It's going to take some time, you know? And it's also, like, wouldn't you want to know what's in the house? Like, even though, like, whatever, he knew his grandpa was a treasure hunter, I'd be like, what's in the house? Yeah. Back at the apartment, <laughs> Orin, Orin gets a pizza. This pizza looks like crap. This pizza, let me tell you. You know how you could tell pizza is trash? Tell me. It is stiff as a board. It was really bad. It's some cardboard pizza. You know how you got some good pizza is flopsy. And that had no flop. Terrible pizza. No, it was pretty stiff. But he was super excited about it. Maybe Louisiana doesn't know how to do pizza. If you know Louisiana, let us know if Louisiana knows how to do pizza. I've never been to Louisiana, so I truly don't know. Yes. So let us know, please. And I we all know they could do like the gumbo and we we all know that stuff they could do well, obviously. Now I want to put gumbo on a pizza. Gumbo on a pizza. Like gumbo pizza. What would be on a gumbo? But you can't have a soup. Isn't gumbo soup? Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe you take like some shrampies. Or you take pizza and you dip it in gumbo? I don't think that sounds good. I think we're getting farther away from where we want. Okay. To be. All right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, let us know about gumbo and pizza and, pizza and your Louisiana. thoughts on the combination. Yeah. Um, 
basically after the pizza is here, everyone decides they're in on this. Like we have to, we have to find the treasure. We have to do all these things. Just as like, I'm going to go back to the, to yeah, I fixed uh, my computer magically. Yeah. I'm going to use it to figure out who the heck Billy is. Yeah. Just as off to the house and Orin's going to eat some pizza, but then he's like, not going to tell Ethan about it. Like that's his only job, which we know he's going to do both of those things. Yeah. No, he's terrible at his job. Truly, yes. he sucks. Yes. He's not he's not good at this at all. Just goes back to Peter's house. Of course. <laughs> she just walks in again and then she like is exploring. She clicks she goes on the she clicks. She clicks on the bookshelf mm-hmm. and then a book falls and it's magically to the page with the symbols on it so she could learn more about the symbol on her necklace. Impeccable luck. Impeccable luck on Jess. And of course, who else shows up but Liam at the same time? And he's all like, you're standing. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. A 50-year-old wrote that line. Okay? We all know it. It's all right. You know what? Some of us don't understand the youths, and that's okay. True. But the, a 50-year-old wrote that line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... You know, he's already on to her or whatever. And then um yeah. just just like opens up and tells all of the things to Liam is like she immediately trusts him. All of the things. Like yeah. here's this cube and this is that and this is that like all the things. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, there's no treasure. Uh don't even bother. Don't take your you know, don't waste your time. She's like, Cool, I'm gonna take this book and leave. Thanks. Bye. This feels very um not tra- nutty treasure movie where yes. it's like oh we've been told there's a treasure like the dad right like don't yes. believe it don't believe yes. your silly grandpa that kind of that is what it feels like yeah yeah back on the evil jet um billy has scanned the relic she sees the keychain she's like oh oh she's a smart one oh Jeff. boy <laughs> Be sure we haven't missed anything with her. Uh, Oren has moved out of the apartment, crashing at Ethan's. Yeah, does Ethan live alone? How can Ethan afford to live Again, alone? I don't know. I don't know, but this is where uh, Oren um, lets spills the beans and basically says, uh, tells Ethan it was a treasure yeah. hunt. Let me tell you, a tie for LVP between Ethan and Oren. I don't care about either of these characters. <laughs> Truly, Oren sucks. He's not good at yeah, anything. Agreed. And Ethan is so nothing burger. Like, from what we've seen, he has no personality. And I really hope we're going to amend that at least in the next episode because if not, get him out of my sight. I don't well, care about him. They try to give him a little personality when he goes to catch up with Jess at work. Like, what did you think of this whole thing of like, uh, why did you lie to me? Oh, we never had secrets before. Secrets like Nina. We've been dating for six weeks. No more secrets. This is dumb. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. We don't know these characters, right? Like, we know Jess a little bit. Like, Jess is our main gal, so we know her the most. Yeah. But, like, we don't know Ethan. Who is he? We don't care about him. So all of this, if this conversation happens, like, halfway into the season end of the season there's more there there but at this point we don't know these characters we don't know the relationship why do i care like it, it just to me it feels very and then we have a uh, and then we have a love triangle and we have two friends yes. who actually secretly like each other but like they're not going to get together right away so we have to have this scene in here yes. um again uh falling into the pitfalls of the tv tropes very easily i i didn't need this scene i didn't need any of this well it's like these scenes in a row are i mean 
this show in a row is about a lot of tropes but like we get this and then we get just as like researching on the job she you know she's gonna get fired because she has to not be tied to this job anymore of course so she gets she gets fired and then liam and his mom have another conversation where basically mom is worried that liam is drifting just like it's so obviously there's now a connection that liam and jess both had like dad's not to live up everybody has daddy issues yeah yeah so in quick succession it was it was very much like it's a lot it's it's a lot yeah we'll talk about too like when uh when liam's like oh i guess we have a lot in common (laughs) i'm like oh said every television show ever (laughs) i really couldn't i couldn't with that a lot like you said so many tropes one after the other that it was just a bit much yeah Tasha has done her research on Billy and found out she's the queen of crypto. Again, probably not someone age appropriate writing this. Yep. Yeah, she's an antiquities dealer. Yeah. Uh, Jess gets fired. She's upset again because they need money to pay rent. Gotta go work. Uh, I did like to love the line from Tasha. We don't get fired. We get fired up. <laughs> I was like, okay, Obama. Yeah. And so the only, the literal only place Jess can work. The only place that's Only fired. place. Only squeaky Pete's, which is where Liam plays. Yes. yes. Obviously. Has to be. And I, the Squeaky Pete's. What What are we doing here? Why is this Why is this the name of a bar? Squeaky Pete's? Really? What are what we doing? The, what do you think? Do you think they have gumbo pizza at Squeaky Pete's? Ooh. I, you know what? They probably have those, like, um, you know, those, like, uh, crawfish boil things that you put all over the oh, table. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they do a crawfish boil pizza. Ooh. That might be good. Hmm. Every once in a while, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, squeaky beads, squeaky beads. She goes and she like obviously gets a job at squeaky beads. Like the ridiculousness (laughs) of like I noticed right away that lady needs more napkins. That's a squeaky bat, like a chair that's gonna break before the end of the night. Like oh, and this and and your soda fountain needs more CO two. It's just like and this makes her qualified to be a waitress. Okay, great. That's it. That's all you need to do. Yep. Meanwhile, Agent Ross has been doing her own investigation. She couldn't let Peter Sandusky go. Like you need you drop a name like Sandusky and you really got to like dig into it. And this yeah. is where she finds out that this is the FBI agent that arrested the person who stole the declaration of independence. It's like yeah. let's draw a line to the movie because we haven't really had one other than Sandusky. Yeah, and so again. she so she's like, oh, I ordered toxicology reports. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that his death was, in fact, just like he he died in his sleep. And so then we have Agent Hendricks who comes in. And right away, I was like, I got my eye on you, mm-hmm. Hendricks. Like, I'm watching you. Um, he could because he's just like, listen, like he was when his son died, he was dismissed from the FBI. Like, mm-hmm. I worked yeah. with him. And she's like, oh, should I cancel the toxicology report? And he's like, yeah, give the man some dignity. And I'm like, in my opinion, giving him dignity is making sure that he died a simple death of falling, you know, when he's asleep. Now that he was murdered. That is dignity. Finding out how he died is giving him dignity. At this point, I I mean, everybody has their own beliefs. But at this point, in my opinion, if that's a body, why not test it? You know, make sure that he didn't die because of murder because you know what if he died from murder we're gonna want to arrest some folks so i've got my eye on hendrix he is suspect numero uno okay so if if for what though i don't know he's involved (laughs) okay i think he's no i think he is secretly involved with billy somehow okay okay i'll buy that in in some way because again first of all he's a white man and so immediately i'm like i don't trust you secondly (laughs) he 
again, he's a cop. I don't trust him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two um, straight. I truly feel like um, Agent Ross is being set up to be our hero cop. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like she's she's young. She's a rookie. Uh, she's a woman, yeah. and she um, seems to be on the on the hunt for something. Like something is afoot, right? She can sense something is wrong, and so by proxy, Agent Hendricks, the one telling her not to get the report, to me, very suspicious activity. Yes, uh, I w- would have to say. Okay, so if Dad's coming back alive. Sandusky was definitely foul played. Yeah, I think so. I think he's truly dead. It was just a matter of like something happened, like someone killed him yeah. somehow. Yeah. Yep. Then we are treated to the musical stylings of Liam <laughs> with Hey Dreamer, la 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 la. <laughs> Let's go. <sighs> you know, I would like Liam more if like he actually was like a really, really good musician. Not that he's a bad singer, but like, what are we doing here? What these lyrics and why is he surprised when the owner of squeaky pete's is like yeah we're gonna do a karaoke and he's like ugh, ugh, I how know. could you want karaoke and i'm like because it's gonna bring business that is why liam well and no one knows hey dreamer la 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 let's go i just yeah, cannot like, believe that was the song no one no one cares thing. about your songs liam yeah. like no one is here for this and he's like guess you have to go back to being a bartender liam well, and then that's like the switch for Liam to be like, hey, all right, Jez, I'll be in this treasure hunting thing with you. Let me, you know, let me go yeah. show you something back at the house. He says that his dad died from hunting this treasure. So some people think that he's a failure, but Jess could be a sign to finish what he started. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's why Jess is doing this, right? To finish what her dad started. I was like, okay, we, yes daddy issues treasures solve daddy issues got it yeah yeah so they go they end up going back to sandusky's house yeah um and liam knows another secret bookcase we have so (laughs) many secret bookcases here um and so it leads to a room and everything connects to this like same treasure and uh yeah and again very this is where we get the like we have a lot in common we both have daddy issues right like come on come on (laughs) yeah yeah and it turns out that Sandusky, the elder, learned about um, this treasure from an unpub- unpublished academic paper written decades, decades ago. And it was written in Spanish, which you didn't need to know how to read to figure out <laughs> that yeah. this paper was written by Jess's mom. <gasps> yeah, I will say this did surprise me. This part, yes. knowing that her mom was involved was a surprise which i can't say about literally anything else that has really happened on this show but this was a surprise yeah i was like it's her dad it's her dad it's her oh exactly exactly and so i am excited about that aspect and i'm really hoping like i said before i'm really hoping that we do get some flashbacks with her mom given that her mom only died a year ago so presumably we could see some flashbacks with jess and her mom with the same actress because it's you know only a year ago um but yeah so that i thought the ending was fairly exciting yeah, I mean, it set us up for something that I wasn't prepared for. Like like you said, I yeah. was not expecting that. Hopefully we'll learn a little bit more about I think we have to because they like talk about her mom every five seconds on the show. It's exactly. like exactly your mom wouldn't want this. Let's make moms empanadas. Like oh, mom, 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 mom. So I think yeah. we're gonna get into the mom of it all. And I am interested to know like if these three relics like combine. <laughs> into something yeah like you know i am interested to find out what happens with those um but and to see if there's a stronger tie to the movie 
those are things that I, movies that's yeah what I'm looking uh to. spoiler alert for those who didn't yeah. know riley is gonna make an appearance at some point um so it'll be interesting to see in what capacity he's what involved capacity do you think he is involved i mean i feel like he's going to end up being the um the like a uh, wiser person to help them find the treasure right like he's going to come back into play and help them along like help the kids find the treasure um he's definitely going to make some justin bartha sounds so looking forward to that he only can <laughs> yes agreed. so no i think i think that's probably going to be his role um do you think he'll but, be yeah. like reluctantly pulled in or do you think he'll be like he'll volunteer for it interesting oh i think way. he'll be like a i can't help myself but uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's kind of the vibe he gives off at least <laughs> although he when did he... he did like right he's very rich and he has that fancy car so he does vroom, vroom. If, you know what Maybe we'll how many car. more books has he written <laughs> Ooh, seven <laughs> okay great i'll take the under i think four let's go okay. four. all right and we'll see what's if true you have any... anymore. if you have any riley predictions let us know we'd love to yes. know yes yes uh, but those are our two episodes. Good. Yeah. I mean, I'm here for it. Let's go through all, all of them, see what happens yeah. with Jess, see what happens with Tasha, see what other like truth history things we get along the way. Yeah. Again, there are seeds of good stuff in the show. It's just like glopped with cheese. Yeah. You know, so you kind of have to weed through the cheese to get to the good. Yeah. Bits. They served pizza on the show for a reason. <laughs> So there is some cheese yes but, all right just thank you so much for joining me on this, this adventure so i'm so excited to to continue going on this adventure with you what else is going on in your world where can people find you yes you could find me at the just starling on twitter of course here on post show recaps i'm talking community we are finishing up season four mm. almost done with that um with josh wiggler and of course i'm also covering mythic quest with adam season three has been so good um so definitely check out that and then you can always find me on shit 90 shows taught me with my co-host sarah covering boy meets world dawson's creek and other 90s content you could check us out at shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram what about you marissa well for me if you want to know about me you're gonna have to like find a cube and then you're going to have to align it. You with solve the, it. Yeah, you got to solve it. And then you can mm-hmm. find out that I'm talking about Wednesday <laughs> with Latanya Starks here on Bosha Recaps. Um, talking with National Treasure with you. And then hanging out with Grace in Mediapedia Land, which is our patron-only podcast where we talk about big questions of media and pedia, but basically media. <laughs> and um, you can find me on Twitter at MarsBars, M-A-R-Z-B-A-R-S amazing do we have like i was trying to think of a good way to send us off here but i don't know of any national trust other than bartha mm. sounds out <laughs> honestly works for me <laughs> <laughs> until next time bartha sounds out With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.